Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the February 6th, 2018 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Anakam Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Sunday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. You can also like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S-Y. Guy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. You could also connect with me on Instagram. My handle is N-S-N Corporate. What else would it be? But if you don't get to me, if I don't know about it, we cannot talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade. And if you've won a championship within that period of time, like some fortunate kids will get to do in a month or so from now... Believe me, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. Welcome back to the Court Report, folks. Thank you once again for joining us. Like I said, it is February. February 6th. This is the first February show, obviously not counting uh, the show that we had the other day, which was an encore, which was followed up by the amazing NSN Kosher Halftime Show from this year's big game. For those of you watching the big game flipped over to the uh, the halftime show, amazing spectacle. You can go onto the website, take a look at it, watch all the fun that was the Nakam Single Network Kosher Halftime Spectacular. Uh, for those of you watching the big game the other night, uh, interesting, really fun game. Uh, I guess for me as a Giants fan, it, it's it's a matter of the lesser of two evils. I guess that's sort of um, you know if I can if I can liken it to anything. Uh, back when I was in high school, I went to Rombaum, so whenever you'd see a Hafter DRS game, you know it was more along the lines of what happened this past Sunday night, where you really don't want to root for any one team in particular, but you have to sort of remember that one team's got to win the game, and so you sort of have to pick between the two, which you might rather see. Um, yeah, well, I, I, thankfully I've grown outgrown that stage on the Yeshiva level, but Sunday night was a bit of torture for me here in the uh, Weiselberg household watching that football game. So... Because that is over, there is no more football. We're dead in the middle of the basketball and hockey and the NHL and NBA season. Really boring, but you know it's not boring. Yeshiva League action, everyone. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are so close. One week away. In a week's time, we will be ready to enter the 2017-2018 Yeshiva League playoffs. We are so close. Over the last week, just about every league filed out who their teams will be for the postseason. Boys varsity hockey, boys JV hockey, boys varsity basketball, boys JV basketball, girls varsity A, 
and Girls JV. The only league, I believe, that still has teams that have not determined whether or not they will be in the playoffs is Girls Varsity B. So we will discuss the scenarios when we get to Girls Varsity B. For every other league, though, we know, I believe, who the competitors for the 2017-2018 postseason will be. We'll go through all of them. We'll tell you how they got there. We'll tell you what it looks like they'll be doing, and we'll get you all set up for the best month that you will have as a Yeshiva League sports fan. If you think about it, March and February follow the same calendar structure. So, this coming Thursday night, the 8th, a month from that, next, next month, March 8th, the girls' varsity A and JV championships. A month from this coming Sunday, March 11th, the boys' JV and varsity basketball championships. And a month and a week from this Sunday, that'll be the 18th of March, we will round out the Yeshiva League season with the boys' JV and varsity hockey championships. Oh my God, folks, this is so exciting. Cannot wait to get into it. Obviously, cannot wait to carry uh, the championship games again like we did last year. Very much looking forward to it. If you want to be a part of those games, please let us know. Please give us a call. We are extremely open to making you a part of the Nakam Siegel Network and a part of the Yeshiva League Championship family. Last year, amazing numbers. So many viewers, especially for a first time. Amazing feedback. And just going back over, it still gives you chills with all of the action. So many close games. It was so exciting to call. Cannot wait to go through it again. Couple of more weeks. It is countdown time, folks. And for many of these teams, this week was crunch time. Literally insane. There were so many games this past week with just about all of them impacting the postseason all the way up until last night. Even last night, we were pegging teams into holes. And so for the next week, several of the leagues, still a couple of more things to be decided. Tonight, boys JV basketball having an extravaganza night tonight. Four games, I believe. When we get to them, we'll tell you exactly what those games mean. Uh, hockey, uh, boys JV hockey, uh, the two games tomorrow night. Uh, one for show, one for something important, and uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot to still be determined. I, I cannot wait to get into it, so we're going to dive into it pretty soon. Um, I, I Honestly, this week has been so saturated just with Yeshiva League stuff, there really isn't much else to talk about, and that's, uh, I guess, that's what you call a good week, folks. So let's just dive right in and see what transpires from there. We're going to start out with Boys JV Hockey, taking a look at the Boys JV Hockey League for the last week. Like I said, this this uh, league has found its way to its uh, final destination in terms of the teams that will be in the postseason, still to be determined what position some of them will be in. So let's dive right into it. We're going to start out in the JV West. Coming into the week, we knew that the West had three of their four teams determined. We knew that Frisch, Kushner, and TABC would all be in the postseason. The question is, who would be the fourth seat, the fourth team that would join them? We quickly learned that the advantage would go to SAR after last week's win over JEC. Coming into the week, it was the only spot still left up for grabs. An SAR win would wrap it up for the Sting, a loss, and the door would be left open for JEC. Problem for JEC? 
their opponent was Frisch this week. Even worse, SAR's was Ramaz. So Ramaz, coming into the week, having not won a game, Frisch, top of the division. Would the teams be able to do what needed to be done this past Wednesday night? Did everything that was needed. The SAR Sting, defeating the Ramaz Rams 7 to nothing, sending Ramaz on to win 0-10 season. SAR jumping up to a 7-3 and record, putting themselves not only in the playoffs, but in contention for the third spot as well. We'll find out. Did we get there? We'll, we'll find out in just a few moments. Just to finish out with our uh, thoughts over there, Frisch taking the 3 nothing win over JEC. So even had SAR lost, JEC not enough to get over the hump. For Frisch, though, puts them in very interesting position, and that's because TABC and Kushner did battle this past week. We told you what the options were for Kushner and TABC. We told you Kushner still have an opportunity to jump into first place. Obviously, they would need a win over TABC. They would need Frisch to have lost to JEC, uh, so that didn't happen. Kushner still an opportunity at second place. TABC still fighting for first place, um, and doozy of a game. For the first period, it was a back-and-forth, nothing-nothing game. Second period, though, the dam opened up. Floodgates opened. TABC putting the ball in the net with regularity. It was 4 nothing before Kushner could finally get on the board. 6-1 TABC win over Kushner. So now it comes down to this. With the loss, because SAR won, Kushner has found itself in the fourth spot. SAR will be in the three spot. But because of the wins by both Frisch and TABC... The division will come down to the game being played tomorrow night in Frisch. Right now, here's how it stands. Frisch is 8-0-0-1. They have 17 points. TABC is 8-1. That one loss coming to Frisch just a few weeks ago. A one nothing game, as Coach Mo Fuchs said last week. TABC varsity head coach Mo Fuchs said last week. TABC wants to win this game. They got to score goals. They didn't do it last time. Charles Gibber kept them in. Uh, kept him, you know, he gave them the chance. One goal. You, you can't get, you can't put one goal on the goalie because the team has got to score. If you're going to score zero goals, it's not a goalie's fault if they lose that game. So they really have to step up here. Frisch looking to take the division as well. Here is what happens. It is, again, the only game that matters. The winner of this game will get the one. If Frisch wins, they get the one. If TABC wins, they get the one, and the other will get the two. Tie goes to Frisch because it would end up Frisch with 18 points, TABC with 17 points. So there's a lot on the line tomorrow night, not just pride, not just the Route 4 rivalry, but the number one seed in the JV West. And that could shape, like Coach Mofuchs also said last week, it could shape up for interesting matchups in the playoffs once they begin. Who would they face? Well, we'll move over to the East, and then we'll try to work our way through that. Uh, The biggest game on the week, that happened this past Sunday, DRS and Hafter. Uh, DRS and Hafter locked neck and neck because Hafter, uh, not quite out of DRS's reach just yet. DRS uh, came into the week with a record of 4 3 0 1, 9 points. Hafter came into the week with a record of 6 and 2, which means that with two Hafter losses, and two DRS wins, DRS could find themselves jumping over Hafter and hosting a playoff 
game. So this was a huge, huge game, especially for Hafter, knowing that they couldn't get the division as Rambam had wrapped that up uh, earlier this past week with a 13-0 win over Hank. So this was a game of huge importance for both teams. Seven minutes into the first, DRS took the lead on a long-range shot from Yoni Savitsky. The Cats would keep Hafter off the board and look poised to keep themselves in the hunt for the second seed as the minutes ticked away. But just after the third period switch, Zach Bach would drop in and even things up for the Hawks. The game would not be decided in regulation. Not all done for the Wildcats, though. A win in overtime would still keep them in contention for the home game. Unfortunately, that goal would not come, and the game would end up knotted at one apiece. The point for Hafter does lock up the two-seed for them heading into the quarterfinals, where they'll meet up with, as we just said, the West number 3, SAR. So what would happen to DRS now? DRS, the tie, ended up moving them into a tie with Mag and David uh, at 10 points. However, for DRS, didn't really help them because they were technically still behind Mag and David, having one less win. Mag and David at 5-5, five and five, DRS at 4-3-2. and two. Tiebreaker would go to Mag and David, so DRS needed a win in last night's game against Flatbush. It was a wild game. Very close, high-scoring game, much like the game we saw in the football game the other night. A 6-4 DRS victory. DRS able to pull it out with the win. DRS jumps over Mag and David and will clinch the third seed in the East. So our four seeds in the West, sorry, in the East, have now been determined, especially because, not only because of that, but because of the other game on the week, a 5-1 Flatbush win over North Shore, officially eliminating North Shore from contention. Not that it really mattered. They were technically eliminated as it is. So truthfully, it, that game didn't mean as much as, as we're making it out to be. But with the games that happened this week, here is how the East looks. Rambam at 8 and one Hafter at 6-2-1. and one. Those two teams will also meet up tomorrow night in the game, basically for show and for pride. But Rambam will be the one seed. Hafter will be the two seed. DRS at 5-3-2 is the three seed. Mag and David at 5-5, five five, the four seed. Taking a look at the matchups that we know about so far. We know two games. We know that Rambam will host Kushner. Rambam, the East one, will host West number four, Kushner. The winner of that game will face the winner of the East three DRS at either West two, Frisch, or TABC. DRS will face the loser of tomorrow night's game. And the winner of that game will meet up with the winner of the Rambam-Kushner game, which will be an exciting one in and of itself. In the other bracket, the West won. The winner of tomorrow night's game, Frisch and TABC, will host East 4, Mag and David. The winner of that game will take on the winner of East 2, Hafter, and West 3, SAR. We will give you the previews and the rundowns for those games next week right here on the Court Report. Hopefully, we will also have the dates of the matchups for you. Taking a look now at the second-to-last rankings of the Yeshiva League JV uh, season. Starting out at the top, TABC maintaining the number one spot with their win over Kushner. Frisch staying in two with the win over JEC. Hafter, despite the tie to DRS, will stay at number three. Although, after tomorrow night's game, we might see a little bit of flipping, or we can just see a little affirmation of what 
uh, we have on here. Kushner, despite the loss, staying in the four tentatively. Rambam can find themselves jumping over Kushner from the fifth spot into four with a good win tomorrow night. DRS with the tie stays at six. SAR stays at seven. JEC at eight. Mag and David, nine. MTA, ten. Flatbush with the win over North Shore to 11. North Shore at 12, finishing up. Ramas at 13 with a loss to SAR. Hank at 14 with a loss to Rambam. And YDE at 15. Moving over to boys' varsity hockey now, where the six playoff teams from the East and West were both decided just within the last 48 hours. Going to start you out in the West, where the thi- where things are just a little bit easier after the stretch of games. SAR taking a 3-0 and record in the past week. As we said last week with Coach Mo Fuchs, SAR able to sweep through their proceedings. A 9-1 win over MTA last week, followed up by a sweep of Ramaz, 6-2 and 6-0. Though the three wins give SAR a 13-0-0-1 record, but what it does is it gives them the Western Conference crown. TABC, a 9-0 win over Kushner over the weekend, with 24 points now, three behind SAR, so even with a win over Frisch in their last game this week, they will not be able to catch SAR. So SAR, the number one seed in the West. TABC, though, will be the number two seed. Right now, TABC at 12-1. They have Frisch tomorrow night in that Route 4 rivalry pride game. I mean, it's pride for TABC, not so much for Frisch. Frisch fighting for the three seed now. Frisch at 19 points with a record of 9-3-1. Still in a battle with MTA. Frisch and MTA will finish as the three and the four. Again, MTA that that lost to SAR. Frisch taking a massive win over Hillel earlier on in the week so far. It is those two, Frisch at 19, MTA at 16. MTA facing JEC uh, in just a few minutes. And then, if necessary, if Frisch is to win tonight, uh, tomorrow night over TABC, I don't think you'll see MTA Hillel get played. Um, if, however, Frisch loses to TABC and MTA defeats JEC, MTA would be up to taking the three seed. MTA with a win over JEC would get to 18 points, Frisch staying at 19 points, and then a game against Hill, MTA would be able to jump over Frisch into the three spot in the West. But we know that Frisch and MTA will finish in the three and the four. We also know now who's going to finish in the five and the six. Kushner, despite the 9 nothing loss to TABC, able to have a 9-3 win over Hillel tonight to clinch the playoff spot for the Cobras. What also happened over the week? A JEC trouncing of Westchester. And so along with the Kushner win over Hillel and the SAR win over Ramaz, Ramaz is eliminated, Hillel's eliminated, JEC getting the sixth and final playoff berth in the West. How did that work? As we said, JEC is 5-7, and seven. they're at 10 points, Ramaz 4-9, and nine. Hillel 3-9. and nine. Best they can do is tie JEC, JEC has the tiebreaker over both of them. JEC and Kushner, though, still in a situation where the two of them could have a um, an interesting flip. 
JEC against MTA uh, tonight. If JEC were to win that game, that would pull them to within one point of Kushner, and then their game between JEC and Kushner would have to happen next week. So right now it looks as if one of the two games that are to be uh, announced or to be determined that one of them will probably happen. It'll, one of them will probably have playoff implications. The other probably will not. So it'll either be Hillel against MTA or JEC Kushner. Uh, what you will not see is you will not see, probably won't see Ramaz Hillel. I think those, I think Ramaz's season, uh, I think Ramaz is ready for their season to be over. Uh, having taken a 4-9 and nine record. Do not know that they'll end up playing that last game. But again, SAR the 1, TABC the 2. Frisch or MTA will be the 3 or 4. They'll be hosting a first-round game. Kushner and JEC will be on the road. Question is who they will play, and that'll come down to this week. We've already given you the possibilities there. Um, moving over to the East, uh, DRS taking the division with a 5 nothing shellacking of Hafter in DRS on Sunday and taking a forfeit win over Flatbush last night to improve to 12-1-0-1, 25 points. They'll finish the season as the number one team in the East. Still up for grabs, though, the number two. And right now, we have a three-way tie for number two between Hafter at 9-4, and four, the loser of that game, and you also have two teams, one team unexpected, Solomon Schechter. Solomon Schechter taking a 2-1 win over YDE last night and the win over Westchester. They're at 18 points also, but they're one win behind the Hafter Hawks and the Rambam Ravens. Rambam taking an impressive 3-1 win over Hank this past week uh, in a really, really hard-fought game. Even from the beginning of the season, you had to think that those two teams would be running neck and neck. So Solomon Schechter, Rambam, and Hafter all sitting at 18 points. Solomon Schechter, though, the odd man out in that situation, having one win less than those two teams. So Hafter and Rambam, it'll come down to tomorrow night. The two teams will play in Hafter in a return game of the game played a couple of weeks ago, where a 2-1 game with a power play goal in the final minute of the game to make the difference there. Hafter, Rambam, the winner of that one, will get the two seed. If it's a tie, it goes to Hafter. But those two teams will battle for two and the three. The loser of that game will be the three seed and will host either Solomon Schechter, nor should, well, it can be Solomon Schechter at this point. Solomon Schechter has locked themselves into either a 4-5, which means that no matter what, Solomon Schechter will be on the road against either North Shore or Hank in the first round, and that'll depend on what happens over the week. Solomon Schechter, uh, like we said, 8-4-0-2. North Shore, a 9-1 win over Flatbush. Uh, now an interesting team having Gresh's up on varsity. Uh, how will they uh, fare against uh, top-level competition? Well, they'll face Hank tomorrow night. They beat Hank earlier on in the year, 5-1 score. So it'll be interesting to see what that means for those two teams. Tomorrow's game will be for um, for a... For North Shore, it'll be for a hosting... Again, it's tough to say this. You can't say this with a straight face, that it'll up for a hosting, because North Shore, even as a five, even whichever team ends up as a five, uh, will, will, would be hosting Solomon Schechter anyhow, and even if Solomon Schechter ends up as a five, I guess they'll still be on the road. So it, whoever's in the 4-5 game, whoever other than Solomon Schechter is going to be hosting. But tomorrow night, North Shore and Hank. Uh, uh, Hank will end up 
playing North Shore. If Hank wins that game, then their game against Flatbush, although seeing how Flatbush has sort of been forfeiting out the last couple of games, I can't imagine that they'd travel out to Hank, so that'll probably be a forfeit as well. So if Hank defeats North Shore tomorrow night, Hank will likely get the leg up into the five seed, and North Shore will drop all the way down to the six seed, and they'll travel to Rambam. Hank as the five seed will host Solomon Schechter. If North Shore wins tomorrow night, North Shore will be the fourth seed, Solomon Schechter will be the five seed, Hank will be the six seed. So Rambam really waiting to see who they face, or Hafter waiting to see who they face. Um, two big games tomorrow night, Hafter, Rambam, Hank, North Shore. Uh, can't wait to see what happens by this time next week. We will have the results, and we'll get all that to you next week. Uh, can't wait to look forward to these playoffs. It's going to be insane. Taking a look at the rankings for the second-to-last week, SAR in the one spot, DRS in the two, TABC in the three, Frisch in the four, Hafter in the five, MTA at 6, Rambam at 7, although the truth is you could really make a case to flip those two, but we'll see tomorrow night whether or not Rambam deserves it. If Rambam wins tomorrow night, they're jumping all the way up to the 5 spot before next week. Hank at 8, Kushner 9, JEC 10, Ramaz 11, North Shore 12, Salman Schechter 13, YDE 14, Flatbush 15, Mag and David 16, Hillel 17, and Westchester at 18, Shari Torah at 19. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. All right, time to move over to basketball now. We're going to start with girls basketball. We're going to start out in girls varsity A. Girls varsity A, supposed to have a really big matchup last night. Unfortunately, shades of last year for uh, when I coached in Rambam, uh, it was a couple of days after, or it might have been a day after a huge uh, snowstorm, and uh, half their roof started leaking. So the game between Rambam and Hafter had to be canceled. Well, Central and Ramaz at the top of the East, the winner would solidify themselves the division crown did not happen last night postponed due to the leak it will probably have to be made up and we will get to exactly why in just a few minutes taking a look though at the more impacted west on the past week the west had three games uh, well technically four if you include the game that was done in the east sar solidifying themselves at the top of the uh, Western Conference, already clinched the number one seed with their wins with their win last week, now at 11-0 after the 49-40 win over Bruria. For Bruria, it means uh, a lot, considering that they are now still in contention, even with the loss, because of a win over Kushner, 45-25, and because of Heschel's surprise win over Mayanote earlier on in the week. Yes, Three-win Heschel defeated. Seven-win Mayanote. Heschel now throwing a monkey wrench into Mayanote's plans because Mayanote is at the mercy of the rest of the teams in the division. Frisch and Bruria each still have one game on the coming week. Uh, Frisch will face SAR. Bruria will face Hillel. Hillel, a loser to North Shore this past week, 55-45, to 45, knocking Hillel out of postseason contention. So again, we have the four teams that are going to be in the Western Division playoffs. SAR is clearly the one seed at 11-0. Frisch, Bruria, and Mayanote will now fight for the 2-3-4. and four. If Frisch were to lose to SAR and Bruria lose to Hillel, we would have ourselves a three-way tie. If Frisch and Bruria win, or if Frisch... Well, let's start out. 
if Frisch wins, Frisch will automatically have the two spot because uh, despite the fact that they would Frisch and Bruria had split for the season, Frisch has the strength of schedule tiebreak. So Frisch is the one in control of their own destiny. Problem is they're going up against SAR. Uh, tonight. That game actually probably should have ended just about now. That was a 6.30 tip-off time. So you can imagine that game may be just ended right now. If Frisch has won, Frisch will be the two seed. If Frisch loses, it's going to uh, it's going to depend on what happens with Bruria. That game, uh, Bruria-Hillel, will tip off tomorrow night at 7.30. If Frisch loses tonight, Bruria wins tomorrow. Bruria will be the two. Frisch will be the three. If Frisch wins tonight, again, they are the two. And then it'll come down to Bruria and Maya Note. In the battle of Bruria and Maya Note, Maya Note has the advantage. So Maya Note is hoping for a Bruria loss as the way for it to jump into the three seed. But for all intents and purposes, Maya Note will be on the road as either the three or the four in the West. Bruria is uh, Bruria and Frisch are the only ones that can change themselves to getting a first round playoff game. Who they would face? We're looking in the East right now. We're still we still have a lot up for grabs. Like I said, the Central and Ramaz game was canceled. The winner of that game, whenever they do play it, will be the division champion, and that game will be needed. Um, but what we also found out this week was who the fourth team will be for the Eastern Conference, and that happened in Flappish's 47-29 win over Hank. The win boosts Flappish up to 6-5, and five, drops Hank to 4-6, and six, and with North Shore's win uh, this past Sunday, Hank can only at best tie Flatbush, and Flatbush holds the tiebreaker, which gives Flatbush that spot. Now, we can end up with a three-way tie in the East. We can end up with the loser of Central and Ramaz tied in three-way tie with North Shore and Flatbush. We can't really figure out um, all the scenarios. We can best figure out what happens uh, that'll get us to a tie. In a matter of tiebreakers, uh, if we look at it this way, uh, between Ramaz and North Shore, Ramaz has the tiebreaker. Uh, Between Ramaz and Flatbush... uh, in that case, it's an interesting story. Flatbush has a tiebreaker. Flatbush went 2-0 against Ramaz this year. In the case of Flatbush and Central, Central has a tiebreaker. In the case of North Shore and Central, Central has a tiebreaker. So there's a lot that can still happen. We will need that game to be played. This coming week ahead will be several games on the docket. Uh, tonight, we had Hank and North Shore. A North Shore win would put North Shore in great position to get that um, to get that other seed, um, question of uh, whether or not they can. Like I said, it's going to come down to whether or not one of those two, Ramaz or Central, loses their last two games. For North Shore to get, I believe, for North Shore to actually get a, a home game, the loser of the Central Ramaz game also has to lose their remaining game. Ramaz will face Hank on Thursday. Central will face Flappish on Thursday. And then we'll know next week, but uh, assuming that Central and Ramaz don't make up their game before next Tuesday, who has the options of getting into that second seed? Flappish obviously has uh, a little bit of a harder road to get to the second seed. They'll need to be tied, and they can do it. They can do it. They do for in order for Flappish to get to that second seed. They need Ramaz to be the loser of that central game. They need Ramaz to lose to Hank. They need North Shore to lose to Hank, and then they need to beat Flat uh, to beat Central. 
Flatbush needs to beat Central, and they will get the two seed based on tiebreak. So there's a scenario. I think there's a there is a scenario for each team to get to the second spot. There's only two teams that can get to the top spot, and that's either Central or Ramaz. The rest will be worked out. We'll have that for you right here next week on the Court Report. Looking at the uh, the schedules for the week ahead. This Tuesday, tonight, Hank and North Shore uh, did battle in the triple header game. That should be in about... Uh, that game's probably starting right about now, if it hasn't started already, for a game that should be uh, just ending already. Like I said, the SAR Frisch game. Tomorrow night, Bruria and Hillel will do battle. And Thursday night, Hank, Ramaz, Flatbush, Central. And we will wait to see that Central-Ramaz game. The, game the, the, the season for Girls Varsity A was looking to wrap up this Thursday night. Instead, it will probably be whenever that Central Ramaz game will be probably over the weekend, probably done by next Tuesday. Just to, I guess, recap the divisions, just so you know where each team's still around uh, is. You have Central Ramaz, Central and Ramaz both at 7-3. and three. Again, the winner of the game that they play would be 8-3. and three. Then you have North Shore at 7-4, and four, Flatbush at 6-5 and five in the East and out in the West. SAR with the one, Frisch Brewery and Maya Note, all with seven wins. Frisch at seven and four, Brewery at seven and four, Maya Note at seven and five. So a lot still left to be determined in Girls Varsity A. Moving down to Girls Varsity B now, where Girls Varsity B, like I said, the only league, I believe, that still has a playoff spot that needs to be determined. Bruria at the top is 11-0, and that comes on the heels of a two-win week, defeating Shalamis 49-9, and then Shalhevet 50-32. That score against Shalhevet, particularly important because it drops Shalhevet to 4-6, and and we'll get to why that's important in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Mag and David... Took a win on the week, 39-23 over Shalamis. Mag and David upping their record to 8-3. and three. They will uh, meet up with Bruria this coming Thursday night. Uh, for Bruria, that game doesn't mean much except for a perfect season. They obviously want to get that perfect season. For Mag and David, that game could mean the difference between getting a uh, between getting an automatic home game in the in the first round or having to wait for Lady Luck. We'll get to that in just a second also. Other games on the week, SKA taking two wins. Uh, they took a win over Elan, 42-41, extremely important, and a win over Shalamis, 46-14. So here's how the division looks. We told you about Bruria, 11-0. Mag and David, 8-3. SKA, 8-4. Elan at 6-4. Shall have it at 4-6. Now, the important things here, and there are two things that are important. The first thing that's important to know is that Elon and Shalhevet will play two games this week for Shalhevet. If they win these two games, they will play Thursday night and then next Tuesday night. If Shalhevet wins these two games, they're in the playoffs. If Elon wins one of those games, Elon will be in the playoffs. If Bruria defeats Mag and David and Elon wins their two games over Shalhevet, we will have ourselves a three-way tie. Mag and David, SKA, and Elon will all be tied at 8-4. and four. They will all have a 2-2 two and two record against each other. And they're, given that they all have the same schedule, so there's no strength of schedule there, they all have beaten every team that, they have the same record against every team that, that's in the playoffs. There is no other way to determine this. And unlike a couple of years ago, when... You know, we had the uh, the whole three-way tie that needed 
to go to a winner so that they can go to the postseason because it was for the last spot. This is a little bit different. This is a situation where all three of those teams will have clinched the playoff berth, and it's not about making the playoffs. It's about seeding. It's going to go to a three-way coin flip, which is an insane way to think about it. You could be Mag and David right now sitting with you know their sitting with destiny in their own hands, and after a week, a bad week, you're now looking at a coin flip where you could potentially be going back to Bruria in the first round. Which would be insane. Mag and David has put themselves out to be the second best team. They lose those coin flips. Mag and David could be going to Bruria. We could have a rematch of the last few championships, SKA and Bruria in the first round. And wouldn't that be insane? It's just so much left up to Lady Luck. Better the girls do it themselves. But you still wonder. You still wonder what would be if we have that situation. And so, like I said... This could sort itself out. If Shalhevet wins one of those games and Elon wins the other, or Shalhevet wins both, the best we could have is a two-way tie. Mag and David has the tiebreaker over SKA, so that would be easy to sort out. But what an interesting week we could have. Wednesday night, Shari Torah and Shalamis will do battle. Thursday night, Shalhevet and Elon in the first game of their uh, back in if they're, of their back-to-back. Thursday night, we'll also see Mag and David and Bruria in what could either be a first-round game or it could be a championship game. And then Elon and Shalhevet for all the marbles, possibly assuming that Elon hasn't won on Thursday. It could be it's going to be one way or another. We'll know that it'll either be for Shalhevet to make the playoffs, or it'll be for Ilan to force a three-way tiebreak next Tuesday night. Moving over to Girls JV. Girls JV, uh, three games on the week, all in the West, and an, an extremely interesting week. SAR started out with a 47-20 win over Bruria on Tuesday night. What that meant was that their game against Frisch on Wednesday night, the next night, was for all the marbles in the West. Yes, Frisch had the win coming into that game, but if SAR won, SAR would be able to take the division because of strength of schedule tiebreak. It would have been a one-on-one head-to-head, but SAR, by virtue of their schedule, by virtue of facing teams in the East, Hank, uh, sorry, Hafter and Hank having a Hafter with a 9-1 record in the East, would have a better schedule than Frisch did for Hank and Ramaz as the only different games. So, for SAR, all was on the line. And for the Lady Sting, they got the job done. A 34, uh, sorry, a four-point win, 38-34 over Frisch. The SAR Sting winning yet again to jump into the top spot in the West, taking the division, 9-1 record, tied with Frisch in the record, but like I said, getting the tiebreaker done. SAR getting the top spot in the West, Frisch will be the two, Mayano will be the three. The East has, I mean, they're not not—they're not really done, but we know who is where. We know Hampton will be the, the number one seed at 9-1, North Shore will be the two seed at 7-2. Hank, Ramaz, Central, Flatbush uh, still have games this week. Hank and North Shore playing tonight. Flatbush and Central tomorrow. Hank and Ramaz Thursday. None of those games matter because Hank will be the three seed. As we said, Hank has the tiebreak over 
whatever tie could occur. There is going to be, uh, assuming that Hank does not win, assuming Hank loses to North Shore and to Ramaz, we will have ourselves a three-way tie between Hank, Ramaz, and the winner of the Central Flatbush game. Doesn't matter, Hank has the tie break over all of those. So here is how the first complete JV, sorry, the first complete division the JV, uh, sorry, the first complete league, JV girls looks. SAR will get the bye. Hafter will get the bye. In the first round, North Shore and Mayanote will do battle. North Shore will host Mayanote. North Shore, the East 2 seed. Mayanote, the West 3 seed. The winner of that will play SAR in the semifinals in SAR. Over in the other bracket, West number 2, Frisch, will host each number 3, Hank, with the winner going to play East number 1, Hafter, on the road to the championship, which will be on March 8th. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. So now we have just two leagues left to go. We have boys varsity basketball, boys JV basketball. We're going to start out in boys JV basketball. And we're going to start out with a laden West. There were five games in the West this past week. All of them with some sort of meeting. Uh, the, the, the one with, I guess, the least and the most amount of meeting was the one that happened last night. That was Frisch and Westchester. Frisch capping off the perfect regular season with a 65-33 to win over Westchester. Uh, that puts Frisch at 10-0. It was really the only game that didn't have much to do with playoff implications. We told you last week about the uh, really insane situation that could fall out if MTA, Heschel, and Hillel found themselves in a uh, in a tie, three-way tie, could have gone to what would have been an insane three-way playing game for the sixth spot. That did not happen, or that will not happen, as MTA took two losses on the week. First, a 56-47 loss to Heschel. Heschel's win and MTA's other loss to JEC, a 48-34 win to JEC, clinches a playoff spot for the Heschel Heat, and it removes any possibility of a three-way tie. Um, The way it looks now, JEC's win gives them the second seed, uh, as they're at 8-1. TABC defeated Heschel 68-60. That that one uh, gives TABC the three seed. SAR will be the four seed. Um, So the question would be, so now what would happen? Ramaz did not play on the week. So now the way the standings look is like this. We told you first at 10-0. JEC 8-1, TABC 8-2, SAR 7-3, and, and now we have three teams, Ramaz at 5-4, Heschel at 5-5, five five, Hillel at 4-5, MTA out at 3-6, I believe, yes, out at 3-6, they have one game to go, but they still cannot catch up to, uh, they still can't, uh, they, they get to that game in just a second, they still cannot catch up to the other two. So, we know one through four, but what about five and six, Ramaz, Heschel, and Hillel? Well, let's take a look at the possibilities of what can happen. Ramaz and Hillel both in action tonight. Ramaz facing MTA in MTA. Hillel facing JEC in JEC. Were Hillel to defeat JEC, Hillel would be five and five. Were Ramaz to lose to MTA, Ramaz would be five and five. Obviously, Ramaz has its, uh, you know, destiny in its own hands. 
Ramaz win. They're six and four. They're automatically the five seed. And then it will come down to Heschel and Hillel. Uh, just to give you that, Heschel and Hillel, the battle goes to Heschel as Heschel defeated Hillel earlier on in the year. So Heschel would be the six seed. Now, what would happen if they were all tied, as I just said? Ramaz at five and five, Heschel at five and five, Hillel at five and five. Let's take a look at their head to head. Ramaz defeated Heschel and Hillel, so they're two and zero. Oh. Ramaz would be the five. And you have Heschel and Hillel. As we said, Hillel and Heschel did battle against each other. That one went to Heschel, and despite Heschel's loss to Ramaz, Hillel having an 0-2 record against Ramaz and Heschel, Heschel having a 1-1 record. Heschel, your sixth seed officially in this year's JV West. So, we know who's in. We know it'll be Frisch, J-E-C-T-A-B-C-S-A-R, Ramaz, and Heschel. But what it also means is that Heschel's game against T-A-B-C this past Sunday... They'll be going back against each other in just a couple of days. The loss to TABC means that Heschel could not jump, cannot, and could not jump Ramaz. Heschel as a six will go back to meet up TABC as the three seed. Ramaz will travel to SAR in the 4-5 game in the first round. Again, just to give you a sense of what the playoffs are like in boys' Uh, JV basketball, boys varsity basketball, and boys varsity uh, hockey. It's different than it is in the rest of the leagues because of the amount of teams in each division. Six teams make the playoffs. The top two teams get the bye. Three, six, and four, five play each other. That, And then everybody flips over with the other conference. The top team in conference A meets the lowest team in conference B, and then it gradually steps up, much like the Olympics that you're about to see over the next... Oh, that's right. I didn't even talk about the Olympics. I didn't even talk about the Olympics coming up. Uh, I guess I'll have to save that for next week's show. Now, unless we have a couple of minutes afterwards to decide, I will I'll hopefully get to that in just a couple of seconds about what the Olympics mean to me, or maybe I'll save that for next week. We will see whether or not we have time for that, but we'll get to that hopefully uh, sometime soon. But uh, as we said, Olympic style. Going over to the East now, one game on the past week, and this was a winner-go-home game, and uh, winner-go-home certainly was the situation for the defending champions. Megan David working their way back into the postseason with the 57-36 to win over Hank, knocking Hank down to a 4-6 and record, Megan David up to 5-4. and Megan David clinching the final playoff berth in the East, Other than Hafter, though, at the number one spot, everything is still up for grabs with tonight's games. Two games in the East tonight, DRSYDE, Ezra and Shari Torah. One potential game that may have to be made up, Mag and David Ezra, depending on what happens tonight. Let's take a look at the scenarios and just give you a sense of what can happen. There are, again, four things, there are four different possibilities over what can happen. So we'll do, we'll run through them all. If Shari Torah defeats Ezra, Shari Torah is the two. The three will depend on if DRS defeats YDE. If DRS loses, North Shore is the three. YDE will be the four. And DRS will fall to five due to the tiebreak losing with YDE. YDE. Mag and David will be six. If DRS wins tonight, DRS is a three due to tiebreak win over North Shore. North Shore is the four. Five and six. Mag and David can jump over YDE into the fifth spot with a win over Ezra. Otherwise, Mag and David will be sixth. If Shari Torah loses to Ezra tonight and DRS loses to YDE, both, uh, this is probably the most unlikely scenario, but if Shari Torah loses to Ezra, 
gives Ezra their uh, first lo- their first win, and DRS loses to YDE. North Shore is to two, Shari is to three, YDE the four, five and six up for grabs. Mac and David can get the five seed by defeating Ezra, and would push DRS down to the sixth spot. Otherwise, DRS will be five, and Mag and David will be six. If Shari Toro loses to Ezra and DRS wins, it'll come down to that almighty strength of schedule tiebreak that I mentioned last week. Uh, it'll be down to the better finisher of YDE, Hank, and Ezra. We already know that's going to be YDE. We already know. So whoever was going up against YDE as their second uh, regular season uh, double game, is going to be the team that will get that advantage. And that is the North Shore Stars. So North Shore, uh, really hoping that this is their scenario because they would get the two seed. The three seed would then go to DRS. The four seed would go to Share Tora. So while we know that these teams are going to finish two through four in some scenario, I guess, in this situation... These teams still want to know that they have the chance at the two seed. For the five and six, Mag and David can jump over YDE into five with the win over Ezra. Otherwise, Mag and David will be six. And so it's interesting because right now we have teams that can fly all the way as high as two, all the way down to six. It is crazy, but by the end of the night tonight, we will know almost exactly where everybody lives. We may need to have that Mag and David Ezra game for the fifth and sixth spot, but for the most spot for the most part, after tonight, two through four will most probably be determined. So by this time next week, we will know everything there is to know about who is going where. Um, it uh, again, we can't really give you all the possible scenarios otherwise all the, all the possible matchups because there's just too many of them right now, but we've given you all the scenarios of where they can finish. And we know, again, uh, that Shari Torah and North Shore are going to be hosting, at the very least, first-round games. Uh, one of them, very likely the two-seed. Uh, DRS is somewhere in that mix. YDE, Mag and David, though. Mag and David knows it's going on the road. It's got a very long road back to repeating. But um, unlike the West, still a lot to figure out. Although there is one West game to go, uh, two West games to go. Although at this point there is probably only one West game to go. It was MTA Ramaz was a 6:30 game, and that's JEC Hill, which should be ending sometime really soon. Uh, again, game is meaningless for both teams. JEC just looking to keep the momentum up, looking to go to a nine and one record. Hill just looking to pull to 500. With 10 minutes left to go in the show, let's wrap things up with boys varsity basketball. Boys varsity basketball. A ton of action over the last week. Real, real impactful. And the West is getting extremely crazy. We talked with uh, John Bandler two weeks ago, and he mentioned the possibility of some log jams. And the West is looking to be shaping up to that billing. We're going to start out in the East, though. Uh, first game of the week was actually a a uh, crossover game. Mag and David, 74-37 win over MTA. Teddy Shama with 14 in the win. What that effectively did was that knocked MTA out of the Western Conference playoff race. But what it did in the East was it gave Mag and David that opportunity for the perfect season. Um, they would end up facing North Shore 
just a few days later. In that game, Teddy Shama would once again lead the way, this time along with Albert Nasiri dropping 16 to clinch the perfect regular season for the Warriors. Final score, 67-53. Michael Tsor led the Stars in the loss with 19, who would then need help from YDE. A YDE win over Flatbush would keep playoff hopes alive for North Shore, as Flatbush would then need to beat DRS in order to jump over them into the playoffs. And for a half, it looked like their prayers would be answered. YDE held a 30-21 lead at the break and went as high as 11 points, but the Falcons would work back into the game and would close the gap to one to start the fourth quarter. From there on, the Falcons would soar, outscoring the Thunder 22-5 to win the game 66-50 and clinch the sixth and final playoff spot in the East. The Falcons will wind up as a sixth seed playing Rambam in the first round, and that was decided this past Saturday night as Hank and Hafter went head-to-head. Hank, needing a win to have a shot at the three seed, got a 25-point effort from Oren Batesh and 22 from Moshe Khalili, but it would not be enough as Ben Kornblum's six three-pointers and 19 points would pace Hafter to a 59-52 win, pulling them into a tie in the win column with the Canes. And that win assures that both teams will wind up at seven wins. And they will wind up at the four and well, I can't say they'll wind up at seven wins. They wind up right now at seven wins, but they'll wind up as the four and five spots and they will see each other over the next week. The question will be where and that'll be determined this week. Hank and Rambam will do battle um, on uh, they're doing battle tonight. It's probably going to be I would say the will do battle in about an hour from now. Um, And should Hank beat uh, Rambam, the Hurricanes will host the Hawks. Should Hank lose, the Canes and Hawks will end up tied with Hank holding the head, uh, with Hafter holding the head to head tiebreaker, and Hafter would host the first round contest. So a lot riding on tonight's game between Hank and Rambam. Again, a Rambam win, and Hafter is hosting uh, Hank. A, a Hank win, and Hank is hosting half during the first round. Rambam hosting Flatbush. DRS, Mag, and David, your two and your one in the East. Taking a look over at the West, uh, oh, the, I don't even know where to begin with this, so we're just going to start at the beginning of the week. We had that win and in game with TABC and Ramaz. Keep note of this. We're talking about the loser of this game would potentially be vulnerable to not making the playoffs. And uh, uh, two teams, both at the uh, six-win mark. TABC, though, taking a 71-64 to win over Ramaz. The win clinches the playoff fourth for the Storms. Leaves Ramaz a little susceptible. As we told you last week, still three teams in the hunt behind them for that six spot. We told you about... MTA, we told you about Cushion, we told you about JEC, we told you MTA already gone with that loss to Mag and David. They would also lose to SAR 54-49 to in overtime. Judah Oppenheimer, 14 points there. So with MTA losing to SAR, only one team would be left standing, and that would be the winner of the JEC-Kushner game. And that would go to the surging JEC Thunder, 67-60. to The loss drops the Cobras to 3-9, and nine, eliminating them from contention despite Harry Steele's 20 points. Instead, it was Moshe Heller with the game-high 23 points, 11-12 of 12 from the foul line, to lead the Thunder to their fifth win in six games after starting 1-7. and seven. The Thunder would be one game behind Ramaz for the, left, for the last playoff spot, the only one left up for grabs, the two meeting up last night. 
And that would go to the Rams, 63-50, to a dagger in the hearts of JEC, looking to make that run back into the postseason, not able to. They fall to 5-8, and eight. best they can get is 6 wins, Ramaz up to the 7-win mark at 7-6. and six. Uh, Also taking a win last night, Waterbury, 54-35 over Kushner. But the most interesting and most exciting game of the week. I can't really say it was the most exciting, but the result makes things so much more exciting. And that was TABC and Heschel. TABC led from the outset. It took a 21-point victory over the third the third place team in the division, the Heschel Heat, 48 to 27. Now, what this does is that puts TABC up at 8 and 6. Let's just paint the picture for you. You have Frisch at 12 and 0, SAR at 12 and 1. They should really be the story here. Those two teams are going to be facing. They, I mean, this this is going to be a game for the division. That game is going on, I believe, right now. This game is for the division, and yet it's not even the top story in the West. And I'll get to that just in a second, but just to just to recap with SAR Frisch, um, SAR and Frisch are facing right now in uh, in SAR. Frisch has the uh, earlier game in the year. SAR, the only way SAR can clinch the division and the one seed, they need to win and have Frisch lose against Teschel. If Frisch wins tonight or against Teschel, Frisch gets the one seed because of uh, tiebreak. It's that simple. If uh, any other thing happens, SAR wins tonight, Frisch loses two, it'll go to SAR. But the real story is the middle of the JV West. You have Heschel at 8-5, and five, TABC at 8-6, and six, Waterbury at 8-6, and six, Ramaz at 7-6. and six. Heschel faces Frisch, and that game is this coming Thursday. If Heschel loses that game, they're at 8-6. and six. Ramaz is facing Kushner on Wednesday night. Ramaz wins that game, they're at 8-6. and six. You have four teams tied at 8-6. and six. So what happens there? It goes, to the, it goes to the head-to-head tiebreaker. And the head-to-head tiebreaker amongst all four teams is like this. You have Waterbury would be 6th place because they are 0-3 against the combined teams. You would then have Ramaz at 1-3. They would be the 5th place team. Heschel, the team that was in third place and seemed to be controlling their own destiny, 3-1, and one, and that would seem to be good, wouldn't it? It's good, but it's not as good as TABC. TABC, a combined 4-1 and one record against these three teams because of the win over Heschel uh, the other night. And because of that, TABC, whom we said, fighting just to keep in playoff contention almost a week ago, after last night's, after, not after last night's, after this past weekend's win over Heschel, TABC will have gone all the way up to the third seed and would be hosting a first-round playoff game. Real crazy stuff. Really crazy. And TABC will have uh, the tie break as long as Heschel loses. It's plain and simple. If Heschel loses to Frisch, TABC is the three seed. And then everything falls from there on out. Really crazy stuff. Really insane. Again, we know Frisch and SAR, Mag and Dave and DRS getting the buys. The East matchups are set with the exception of what's going on to uh, who's hosting Hank Hafter. TABC is pretty aware that they're going to be uh, TABC and Heschel pretty much know that they're going to probably be the three and the four. The question is in what order? Waterbury and Ramaz, the five and six just depends in what order. So this is where we are, folks. 
How insane, how intense is this? Cannot believe it. This week is going to be great. Cannot wait for things to start next week. We will have everything for you. Cannot wait to get there. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. Next week, folks, be here. You do not want to miss it. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Sunday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the court report in our archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the app or at NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning like you did this morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Once again, I'm Elliot Weiselberg reminding you, it's good to be smart but better to be wise. See you next week, right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com